Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All oh, main. Man, I can't believe it. We were off for a day and I missed it so much. Oh, it's good to be back. You missed us. You well, I said I missed like it. Aaron. I said I missed it. So you missed much. it like Aaron Gordon. I did, missed his man. teammates. I'm in a family for real. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up. Lots of games to gamble on. Lots of good promos for you to gamble on uh, this week as DraftKings has some good deals for you. We got a great show, guys. A great show. I'm telling you, whenever we have a day off. You come back with like two days worth of content. Oh, man. Let's go for two hours today. We might have to go for two hours. Sorry, Buffs fans. We might be a little late today. It's how it's going to go. Um, but we're going to talk about what was an all-time vibes practice and oh, yeah. media availability Ooh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the stakes for the Denver Nuggets this season and for Jokic in particular, which they just keep moving, man. I'm telling you, the stakes just like keep getting doubled down and doubled down. Everything is on the line for the Nuggets this year. And then we're going to continue our series of asking big questions about the Nuggets over the final 23 games. To do that, I got the fellas with me drinking a coffee, legs crossed, looking like an old man. It's Brennan Vogue. One day break. I missed you guys. I got to say, this is my favorite podcast I've ever been on in my whole life. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good job, AG. Mr. <laughs> Mr. DNVR Nuggets. <laughs> uh, then over here, uh, oh, hat backwards, man. hiding those beautiful locks. It's Where'd you get the coffee? Upstairs in the office. Did you brew it? Yeah. Oh. We got a machine. Thanks for offering some. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Appreciate we a machine. it. Um, all right. Let's get right into it, guys, because we do have so much to go over. Um, yesterday, you guys were at practice. I kind of want to start with some practice notes. I was not. I was celebrating my daughter's eighth birthday. What'd she get? Shout out. <laughs> Set up. What'd she get out of? She got a. Uh, she got a lot of things, but one thing in particular she got was this stuffed animal. It's a gerbil, <laughs> but it also gives birth. And you have to like click a button and put it in the thing. I'm telling you, toys today, especially for girls, unbelievably. It's a weird. very 2023. That's <laughs> so weird. Yeah. So yesterday, I'm not kidding you. I'm <laughs> sitting with my daughter and her and and my other daughter and then our neighbor and they're like. Excited, crying, cheering as their pet fake stuffed animal gerbil gave birth. So now there's two gerbils. <laughs> <laughs> man. I should have videoed it, honestly. What, what's your other kid getting for her birthday? <laughs> I don't know, man. I gotta, I gotta pull the, the back a little. Gerbil. I gotta pull back. I gotta, like, <laughs> we're giving too good of gifts, too weird of gifts, man. <laughs> gifts are weird, though. That's what I'm saying is, like, back in the day, you know, you got the doll, and it was just like a regular thing. Maybe it had a pull string on it. Now... Now your dog gives birth. <laughs> gives birth. No one asked for that. Uh, anyway, eight years old. Um, shouts to Dylan. <laughs> Guys, but you were not doing that. You were actually at Ball Arena. Thank God. And uh, tell us some notes. 
You want to go or should I go? Oh, after you first. Okay. Uh, the first note is it was an amazing practice. The vibes were awesome, except for one thing. The Nuggets couldn't go full court at practice <laughs> because there was a leak in the roof. Three. Three leaks in the roof. Sorry. And we walked into practice, and there were three cones with towels under them on the floor on one side of the court. It's really amazing. We, so uh, um, no full court practice for the Nuggets yesterday. The funny thing is, like, honestly, Nuggets PR has got to let us all sit in on a few practices a year because I have no idea what you do at practice with half a court and that many people in it. Dribble, you, yeah. dribble drills with cones. <laughs> what do you, honestly, though, that many people packed into that is already tight, but then you cut it in half. What was yesterday's practice? I mean, yesterday's practice, I've got to think, was pretty light because um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you think? couldn't use the entire court, first of all. Yeah, Jokic that. wasn't there. Uh, Jokic wasn't there, yeah. Sec um, thirdly, yeah. everybody gets back into town just like at the last moment possible. Yep. Uh, this is a thing that happens in the NBA. Everybody flies back into town on Tuesday, yep. and then you have your first practice post-All-Star That's break. why it was so Tuesday late. Tuesday afternoon, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'd call it evening. Yeah, evening. Evening, yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. 5 p.m., sure. sure. Anyway, that's the bad stuff. So the practice court leaking, I mean, honestly, a hilarious thing. I was thing. just thinking about Reggie Jackson's first practice. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. No, say it. Say it. His first practice in Denver coming yep. from the Clippers. From Crypto.com yeah. Arena. Yeah. Yeah. It's and he comes in and it's like, oh, okay, so we just have a leaky, tiny little auxiliary gym. And it's like, wow, there's way less money in healthcare than crypto. This is crazy. <laughs> this is wild. It's bad for the whole industry. Um, yeah. You guys did tell I, me I'm a good with, note. I'm with Chris, actually. Just go to Aaron Gordon's house. I actually don't think this is, is a full court either. But Here's the thing, though. <laughs> like, if... The practice, if Aaron Gordon's practice facility for hosting an NBA team is like a two, the practice facility at Ball Arena with a leaky roof and cones on the floor is like a 2.1. Like, yeah, it's like not a, actually yeah. that yeah. different. Maybe a three because the weight room's there. But yeah, it's like but other than that. It's a stretch. <laughs> I do like, though, you told me, Vote, that Malone was very eager to tell us that note. Yeah, no one asked about that in the presser, so he had left, decided to come back. Just make sure we all knew. Those weren't for drills. Malone's good at that kind of stuff. It's funny. I wonder how Stan feels about Malone's. Like Stan was there yesterday too. Sure. Really, he's looking he, at the leak. He was room. there. Yeah. <laughs> I think just yeah. assessing <laughs> the leak. Stan's been there a lot. Stan's like, been oh, we've got a leak. It looks like okay. <laughs> wow, this is really tough. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Cans. Okay, guys, um, you brought us down. Come sorry, on. Okay, sorry. sorry, sorry. The good stuff is, man. Like I walked into that gym yesterday, and the vibe was incredible. Um, the the vibe with this team is awesome right now. We're post trade deadline. Like this is the team that the Nuggets are gonna have. This is the final roster. The Bones Highland cloud is gone, and I think that, that like was a real cloud because it, it was. It was and wasn't. They did win like a bunch of games in a row right, right. for the trade. So I right, that to but me. the locker room was out on him. Blah 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 blah. He's gone. Um, that 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 is that the, is done. and that moment is gone. Right, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, like we spoke to Jamal Murray yesterday, and he's just like raring to go. I mean, I mean, the sense you got from him is like he can't wait right. to play tomorrow. He'd play right now. If yeah, there was a game. He said he wanted to play against Dallas right, right. before the All Star break, but um, they held him out, and so he's been off for like three weeks now. You know what though? I noticed about him in the video, there was something on his shoulder. Giant chip. 
<laughs> I'm serious. I was like, like, was it a rap? <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I think one thing about Murray is he's not just back. I think that the All Star break was both like good for rest, good for this, but I think it also was one of these ones where he was kind of like these MFers. Oh yeah. man, that was very good. Well, he talks yeah. about that, right, Wendy? How do you fix the All Star game? I don't, you know, who knows? But it was embarrassing. He said guys weren't playing hard. I'd play hard, but though. he would play hard. <laughs> Jamal would, Murray can fix the All Star game. He said he single handedly. Do you know how great it would be if it was him? If next year he just is like a dick from the start, just full court pressing guys and yeah. stuff. Oh. He's the, thing, the one that the thing is, it. he's not lying though. Like he won MVP in the Rising Stars game. He won MVP in the hoop summer. Right. You know, and you know something that else is funny. He goes hard. This is we're a year away from having to worry about this. I hope. I mean, the Nuggets have to do well in the playoffs this year, but we'll talk about it later. Murray's chances of making the All Star go way up if that happens. But I think Yoke would be different in the All Star game with Jamal, especially oh. with him. Like Yoke doesn't fit in. He doesn't I even try. That. Like we look. But if Jamal was on his team, I do think you would find some minutes to be like, hey, it's our turn. Maybe, man. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's how you fix the All-Star game. You want the best <laughs> duo in basketball That's right? right. Pick yeah. and roll. But I just got the sense that Jamal can't wait to play Thursday. He's going up against Donovan Mitchell. You know there's a rivalry there. You know, he's watched like Mitchell, Booker, the guys in his draft class, Jalen Brown, Sabonis, like just raise their stock over the last year while he's just been chilling. Yeah. And you got it. You know that just burns inside of him. And it was the whole thing, the whole aura around him. It was what he was saying, how he was. Oh saying yeah, it. I mean, he was being an asshole. But like in the, <laughs> but in that's the, how you know that right. Jamal is back to Jamal. When Jamal's got meat, found meat <laughs> on the bone. You know the little behind the backboard shot he yep. takes when he closes out every practice. He walked over, leaned in, whispered something to Blackburn, probably like, "This is good." And then just drilled it in one take. Yeah. And didn't even touch the rim. I know it sounds like a dumb thing, but there was a whole aura around him of like, oh, he's not messing up. He's locked in. He's He's locked locked in. in. Yeah. And then the interviews wrap up, and Aaron Gordon's the only guy out on the practice court for like 30 minutes. And he just went through like a 30 minute solo shooting session, got up close to 500 shots, threes, free throws. Pull-ups, catch and shoots, fadeaways. A couple of them I was like, dude, fade away from 18 feet? Like, <laughs> like really? Hey, man. <laughs> but he was getting up every <laughs> single type of shot. shot. Jokic asked him to stop taking Yeah, he got 34 yeah. of those up. And then he uh, spoke with the media and was just like, again, locked in. Yeah. Just absolutely dialed in. And um, I just got the sense like, all right, here we go. Like. Let's go win a championship. Yes. Like this, this team is on the same page. They're ready for the moment. They know what's at stake. Like let's do it. This is this is the time to do it. They they have this middle ground. We talked about this before the season started. You know the Suns in the regular season in the past few years of they're there to have fun, but also everyone has this kind of look on their face like this is business. Yeah. I'm showing up to work and I am not letting you off the hook today. And I'm just getting that from AG. Like the balance of the quotes of he's loving every second of this, but he's not, he's just lasered in on the focus right. of the process. It's so cool. Love it. Yeah. And then the whole thing about best team, favorite team he's ever played on. And he was saying it like at any level, meaning like this right. is my, I mean, he's only played on two teams in the NBA. So to say like, this is, I'm better than my magic team or whatever, of course. No, I he's, would saying, hope so. he's saying this as in like, no, man, like this is, and here's the thing I love about AG. When he was in Orlando, I honestly, I've always thought he was a little miscast. And some of this is the burden of being drafted early as you're just looked at as a star. 
I've always thought, and I referenced this on the show two or three times now, so I apologize for refer- uh, saying this again, but I always go back to this video I saw of him in high school where he has a longboard on his back, because of course he does. He longboarded to a tournament. And he's talking about how, like, I see all of these, um, what do you call it, scouting, what, what is it in high school, the rankings? You know, I see all these mm-hmm. rankings, and they have me low because I don't shoot a lot or I don't do, and it was all stuff that you're kind of like, yeah, that's AG because I'm not a big one-on-one scorer or whatever, but I'm just a winner. Like I just, I'll do the things the team needs for me. And I just remember thinking like, this is a 17 year old who's saying, telling people, I don't care about scoring. I don't care about this. I just want, because he had won a tournament. That's why he was being interviewed. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm going to keep winning and hopefully some people value that. And I keep thinking like, that's AG. And now he's on a team where his talents are actually like, oh yeah, that's exactly what this team needs. Of course he loves it, man. I love that quote and I just I just love everything about it. And he was criticized for having to be something else in Orlando. Right. But the criticism was as if he wanted to be. And even us, right? After, when we were thinking about that trade when it first came up, well, is it risky? Is, does he want to fit into this role? And I think it turns out the whole time this was his preference. Yeah. Well, when RJ Hampton got waived the other day, like that trade was brought up again. Yeah. And um, of course, it was a fleecing by Denver. Um, it was partly a fleecing because nobody really wanted Aaron Gordon. Right. Yeah. It was the Nuggets and the Blazers and yep. kind of Boston, and that was it. Yeah. And there weren't... He was an inefficient shooter, yeah. like mid-range shooter. It's like, well, he's doing he, that... He was empty stats on a yeah. bad team. Is this guy a winning player? And he has completely shifted just the entire narrative around his career as a basketball player these last two years in Denver. Like yeah. People think of him totally differently now than they did for the first five seasons of his career. And by yeah. the way, remember he, the exit interview, I'm going to get smarter, and it's kind of... At first, you're like, yeah, all right, that's an easy thing to say. But when you listen to him detail his process of his holistic approach, all the way down to making sure the mental health is where it needs to be, you realize this is not a guy who's just saying words. Right. He's thinking very carefully about which steps to, which steps to take and when. And more than anything, man, I, I, just from watching the videos and talking to you guys, it felt like there was a healthy amount of Nuggets who were excited to be back. Jokic, not one of them. <laughs> like Jokic, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had the he was the one guy that didn't get a break, right? He had to go yeah. do all the All Star stuff, so he was at the facility working out, but not participating in practice. But it just felt like Reggie excited to be there, Thomas Bryant excited to be there, Aaron Gordon excited to be there, Jamal chomping at the bit. It just seems like the Nuggets are. There's a lot of teams that are coming back from All-Star break, and it's like, oh, my God, we're, here it goes. Here's the toughest part of the year. And I feel like the Nuggets are like, let's freaking go. This is like our chance, and I just but We've been it. waiting, I mean. So long. Not even just like two years, but seven years for, for really? this. It's just been building up to this. And that's why the stakes feel higher than ever. And the discourse over the last week, the straw poll comes out, then the All-Star game happens. And those things happening back-to-back to me – feel like they've really shined a light on what Denver and Jokic in particular stands to gain, but also lose with this playoffs. And I want to get into that on the other side of this first break. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Guys, pick up Breck Brew from your local liquor store, grocery store. If you don't know where to get it, check out the Breck Brew beer locator. And it is nugget season. It's also avalanche season. Make sure you're drinking that avalanche amber 
ale. I think it's probably the first Breck brew I ever had. It's been around forever. It's the classic. But it, it is the classic. It's still Colorado really, really classic, good. classic, I'm telling you. An avalanche amber on yeah. a day like today in particular. Mm. Oh, a snowy day, watching some hockey. Does anyone know of any bars around here? <laughs> that are open. Uh, <laughs> you got to have some avalanche amber uh, with you. Wherever you go, whatever you're watching. Avalanche Amber from Breckenridge Brewery. Pick some of today. Breck Brews, the official beer of DNVR. Um, also at DraftKings Sportsbook, they've got the NBA no sweat, same game parlay going on. So, for example, tomorrow night, the Nuggets in Cleveland against the Cavs. I'm going to be betting big on Jamal Murray. I don't know about you guys. I'm be betting big on Jamal Murray. I'll be betting big on Michael Porter Jr. Nikola Jokic, I might fade a little bit, just his individual numbers. <laughs> um, but I'm going to, you know, Jamal Murray, 20 plus points. Michael Porter Jr., three plus threes. I'm going to make a same game parlay with those two guys in mind. And if I win, I'm going to win big. If I lose, no worries, because I'm going to get it back. Uh, with that no sweat same game parlay so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now sign up with code DNVR new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DNVR minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details all right so you guys saw it the straw poll comes out and Jokic had 77 first place votes we talked about it but that led directly into the all-star weekend and into the discourse of all of the pundits it was like the <laughs> the NBA, we haven't had a game for nine days. Take take uh, Masters, all the people with the takesmen, they've all had to come up with content out of nothing for seven, eight days. And guess what? Whenever you run out of things to say, you just have to get hotter and meaner and You go nastier. to racism. And, and then you go to racism a little bit. Eventually you, to, you get to that one. Seven. We eventually yeah, get there. Seven. But here's the thing. I honestly mean that. I've told people this a lot. The Jokic expectation for this year is 100% fair. The Denver Nuggets expectation is 100% fair. The thing I don't like is the revisionist history of the things that have already happened. The idea that Jokic has not been phenomenal in the playoffs up to this point in his career. The the idea that his numbers don't mean anything or that all of this stuff. And that's what's happened over this last week. Let's put that aside because it doesn't matter. I'd rather not look backwards. People are going to do this backwards thing, whatever. But it does go to show you that this year... I feel like the stakes are high for reasons both projecting forward but also going backward. Whether or not Jokic wins an MVP, and by the way, I kind of think he is not. I think that there was so much pushback to this last straw poll that a lot of people are going to see that and overcorrect, but whatever. That's just the way this things work. But whether it's two or three MVPs, if you win this year and you win it all, you completely validate all of those things and you get elevated to heights that I just I can barely think of. Jokic is going to go from not a top 75 player, right, in that <laughs> thing to like a top 20 player instantly if they get the title. But yeah. if you don't, it's not only going to be about the now. People are going to start going backwards and saying, "Well, all of this stuff that the team has done and this or that, it's, you know, you start to discount that." That's why I say the stakes for the Jokic might be higher than for any other player heading into these playoffs and for the Denver Nuggets more so than any other team. The messed up part is you could argue that this maybe applies to us more than Jokic. I agree with you. What do you mean? Uh, in that we might feel everything you're saying more than Oh, Jokic as an individual, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it's about Jokic. I'm yeah. saying we would feel the weight of that maybe more than he does. You know, he'll have the whole rest of his career to correct that. Think of Dirk, you just win once. Washes it all away. Washes mm -hmm. it all away. But there is something to like we know what we've been watching every night for three years. It is one of the greatest runs any player has ever been on. And it should be viewed as that. 
and but it won't. And, it, and it won't. There's what it, should and what won't, and that's I'm not. I'm with no. I'm with you. And that's all I'm saying is I'm that we'll it, know a certain truth, but if they lose early, I'm with you, man. We won't be able to like defend it in the court of law. <laughs> it's how it should end too, you know, and it's and it's not. It's almost unfair to Jokic because no one wants to point out as much as I think with Jokic on the roster, the Nuggets are good enough. He also has yet to play with a co All Star or right. an All NBA teammate. But that's just the way it works. You know, this team is good enough, and it's the way that it should end. So I am I am cool with the expectations. Don't sign me up for the discourse, however. Yeah, man. Um, I'm kind of nervous for it, to be totally honest. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited, but also really nervous because, I mean, if he wins a third MVP, if he doesn't, you know, unless the Nuggets win a championship, it's... <laughs> It's all for naught in, you know, the discourse. Um, I mean, history will tell the story for sure, but in the present day, it's all going to feel invalidated, you know, every everything we see from everybody that, you know, doesn't know what's actually been going on, which would really suck. Um, it would just suck to deal with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the pressure's on for sure. I mean, the pressure's absolutely on. I, I just feel like it's even higher swings than you guys are talking about. Like when you say the history will remember it correctly, I disagree. Like I think the history is what's at stake here. Oh, I don't yeah, think they I, I mean it. Win. Like the history will show. Yeah, he won two straight MVPs, but yeah, he will be the oh. How did Steve Nash win those MVPs over right, Kobe Bryant? Right, a hundred percent. And so and and but then equally, it's also for the Nuggets. And here's where I want to phrase this: not just as a negative, what you stand to lose, but also what you stand to gain. We mentioned Jamal Murray, you know, in the last segment. I honestly think that the Nuggets just winning it this year or even just going to the finals makes Jamal Murray almost a lock to be an all-star next year. He has yeah. to perform. He has to play well. But we know that people, part of why they discount him is they want the, the people just go off of like w how they feel about a player when they're projecting these things. They're not always numbers. It's not always this. They're just like, is that a championship caliber team? If you go through the Western Conference and make it to the finals or if you win one, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, actually, this guy's really freaking good and I don't care that he had a bad December we know he's a champion or this or that. So like for the stakes for him are, are incredibly high. The stakes for the Denver Nuggets just as a team that people buy in. We all complain about them not being on ESPN more, this or that. Win the title this year? I honestly think Denver, totally. they're never going to be the marquee team. It's always going to be the Lakers. It's going to be the Warriors. They be but I do walking. think you're in the fast track to being that next tier of like, hey, this is a team you have to show on all major events. Yeah. Look, look at Milwaukee right now. And it's, you know, and by the way, this should I'm okay with this if it sounds like a complaint. You know, Giannis entering the playoffs, he's stamped as a winner. He gets that benefit yep. of the doubt. Drew Holiday, a guy, there's yep. pl there's plenty of his game you could nitpick. No one does that anymore. He, he was in the All-Star game this year. And it winner. Was, and, and you're, yeah, winner. Winner. Exactly, yep. And so I think of that with Jamal, who's maybe, because of a lot of factors, whose numbers in the first half of a regular season might never get to this mind-blowing place, but he can be stamped right. as a winner. Um, and same thing for Porter, by the way, who could change the way he's talked about forever. So, yeah. But this brings <laughs> If the Nuggets win a championship, do, do, do all five starters get in the All-Star game last year? <laughs> Honestly, I do think that it'll swing wildly. I don't think it's going to be all five. But I do think that we would see next... If they get it done, it will be different next year in a way that presents new challenges. Like, look, Denver has never had the issue of being on TV too much. They've sure. never had the issue of being in the media too much and discussed too much and Jamal Murray's not making the podcast circuit and you know all this. If you get a win, you have to deal with that, which comes next, where all of a sudden these guys are pulled in a million different directions while trying to stay focused. So we'll get that, but hey, I'll take it. But it brings us to our first question of the day, Kale. 
You have it there? Yep. It's will Jokic take any of this personally? So here's what I like. What is this? Any of this? I mean, the slander. I mean, the stuff that is the way he's been discussed this last week has been unbelievable. Honest to God, like I even have smart people I talk to regularly who the the takes they give me, I go, I just know you didn't watch him. I know you aren't. This is coming from a place of bias and like ignorance, prejudice, almost. You know, like in a way, because this is. But Yoke never takes it personally in a way that I both like and dislike. The one I wanted to preface with this, then I want to hear your guys' opinion. We were in Belgrade this this summer for the Jokic Giannis matchup for the World Cup qualifier. Jokic was so freaking focused, intense, and almost mean that we kind of pointed it out. We're like, "Oh my god, this guy looks like I mean, he just has this energy to him." Because that was a do or die game. He hasn't had that energy this year. He's been dominant, but it makes me think like Jokic when he does take something personally is a whole other level. I don't think he's taken any of this commentary personally in a way that's maybe healthy. But I do want him to, at the right moment, to switch that and say, no, 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 no. I was filing it away. No, I don't think he will take any of this personally. <laughs> good good lead up, though. I, I was, the drama was there. <laughs> it was good. It was a good setup. Uh, no, I mean, of course not. Will he take it? Will he switch into that um, Star Arena mode against Greece in the playoffs? Like, Absolutely. You know, will he have that just like Terminator mindset if the Nuggets make to the finals? For sure. But um, no, I'm not expecting him to take any of this personally. Yeah, I think it's generated internally for him. I think he cares about winning and losing in the process of why a team wins or loses. But I don't think he... I don't know, man. We're learning there are some assumptions we made about Jokic that mm-hmm. don't that are not as applicable as we thought. So mm-hmm. I do not mean to think it's a... I don't think it's 0%. You know, I'd be really curious to ask his closest friends and family what the you know with what the real truth is. But did, I would probably say no. I would probably say he doesn't see it. I mean, Yoke plays well enough that it's not like this idea of extra motivation or whatever. He does make the right moves, but we do know that there are games where it does feel like he went out to make a point. I mean, the seven that was a game where it was like, oh man, you noticed it earlier. We're kind of like, man, Yoke wants this one, huh? Like this is. A statement of some sort and in, 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 you know in some way and then you know games where he doesn't and you're kind of like man this means a lot to us why doesn't it mean a lot to you this yeah. or that and most of the time he's right it's a regular season game like we get it but i'm telling you like if the nuggets match up with the suns the suns clowned him the last time like chris paul devin booker those guys like per- personally were trying to call him out then they would attack him every game and they were trying to make a point of this guy's not He's overrated, whatever. Yeah. I hope he filed that away, and if they play him again, it's like, no, I'm going to do those things. Actually, I'm not going to play drop. <laughs> well, not even just that, but like, hey, I'm going to ask. Kidding. The same way that Chris Paul was like walking into the thing he knew was easy for him and then making it, not just scoring, but making sure everybody knew this is easy for me. Like, yo, can do those things too, and I hope he does. There's a message you send to the rest of your teammates when it's like, oh, I got Devin Booker switched on to me and the post guys hand it to me so I can do the stupid one-handed layup so everyone knows it was easy for me. For sure. But I feel like in the playoffs, that's how he is all the time. Every game in the playoffs, he's like that. He doesn't take games off in the playoffs, I feel like. He doesn't take games I mean, off he playoffs. did get like sunned by Rudy Gobert in the first couple games yeah. of the Jazz series. That was yeah. tough. That's the only time I've seen him kind of I agree. fade from the moment in the playoffs. Yeah. And that was... The bubble and yeah, you know, even back when those were still the relevant questions about him, does he need to have more of a killer instinct? Is he too passive? The playoffs would start and he would he would be that guy. I have that same expectation this year. There's a funny thing about that yoke this season, and I want to frame it right because it's it's not a knock 
at all. I kind of feel like he's cruising. Like he's averaging a triple double. Yeah, he's been cruising. But and and he's dominating. But it's it's in a it's not really taxing. It doesn't look like. So I'm very curious to see if how easily he switches into that next gear. I do think though. Look, for years we said, does Yoke need to be more aggressive? Like, is this or that? I do think that when the playoffs come, there are moments when your star needs to just say, like, I'll set the tone in the first quarter. All these guys are nervous. Like, I'm going to go out there and drop 18 points in the first quarter to make sure people know. There's moments in the fourth quarter where it's like, okay, I know, you know, the, everybody's looking to me here and I got to push the envelope and maybe take slightly tougher shots for a stretch here and make them just so everybody kind of knows, like, hey, calm down. We got this and because I got this. And I just, those are the moments that I hope he takes a little bit personally of, hey, this is a moment where people are questioning me, and I'm going to go right at him. And you're right, Wind. He has mostly done this. But there's more fuel to the fire, in my opinion, this year than ever before. And I just – that fuel for the greats is often a, uh, for sure. a motivator. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I will say, like, to the point that you started this with, people out there just trying to talk about Nikola Jokic right now over these last eight days – Trying to formulate takes sound like idiots. Most yeah. of them do. Yeah, they they sound idiotic for some of these Jokic takes. Like he hasn't been great in the playoffs. Right, is so outlandish and just lazy. And just I mean, look at a box score. Look at Basketball Reference. You can just click on the playoff tab and look. Um, the he hasn't had big moments in the playoffs. Like what? I know it's um. You know the yeah. most dumb. I mean, Yoke, it's funny because then you start going through all the different like big. I mean, he set a career high in his first playoff series. He had ever. the third it, ever 30 2010 game yeah. in NBA history in the playoffs. He had you a think about some of the big ones. The sixty five <laughs> out of sixty eight minutes when he played sixty five out of sixty eight yeah. was a plus one. They were a minus seven in the three minutes he didn't play in four overtime games. Yeah. That's why the Nuggets couldn't take him out. The he had a game seven game winner over Rudy Gobert. Yeah, but hold on. I want to get back to this one because this one is such an underrated point. This was their first playoff series or second playoff series ever, first playoff year. And they go 65 minutes. He played That's 65 That's minutes. The one. And the one that was crazy is they had a game. That was game three. They played game four 36 hours later. It wasn't even the full two days. It was the yeah. day game that was two days later, but it was a day game comes out and dominates that game and you're thinking this dude just played enough minutes more than twice the normal amount of minutes in a playoff game going to quadruple overtime and i counted him out i remember at that time i was like there's no way denver bounces back from there guess what they did in large part because he did and it's like man he has so many moments where you're like how on earth could any by the way he's a seven foot center <laughs> this isn't like oh some little guard rejuvenated it's no. a seven foot out of out of shape center the clippers too i mean the whole bubble run belongs to jamal with good reason but it the punctuations from Jokic, the gobert game winner and that whole clipper series was you're watching the odds on title favorite realize in real people time forget that they were title favorites that they literally had no answer for him yep not yep. the denver nuggets for Jokic. Yep. they had no answer even when it was 3-1 they couldn't stop him and uh, so it, it that was Jamal's Murray's run with good reason. Jokic performed, but <laughs> I think I think Jokic is always going to. I think Murray is always going to get a little bit of extra credit, specifically in a playoff series, in large part because like what are you talking about? I mean, Jamal Murray's great, and you need a, a running mate. But I think if you have to pick, are we going to shut down Jamal? Or are we going to shut down Yoke? 
you have to shut down yoke first. It's like stop. Number one is we have to overload here, and that's going to naturally lend yeah. yourself to another guy. You know, yoke doing other things. Triple double in that game, by the way. Easy triple, dominant triple double in that game. Yeah, I mean, he averaged like thirty six points a game against the Warriors and Draymond Green. Number one defense in the when NBA. his second best player was Monte Morris. Yeah, <laughs> and the plus minus thing is also hilarious to me because if you go through the bubble. Up, up through the bubble, he's a plus in the playoffs. He's only a minus the last two years because, again, the Nuggets' second best player in the playoffs has been Monte Morris. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, then the stuff about like people being like, what's the difference between Jokic's triple doubles and Westbrook's? Like, well, first of all, 20% shooting. Like, the, the efficiency, the 20% gap in efficiency <laughs> one is one the, of them. The one third of them's, best record in the NBA. Yeah, one of them's the one seed in the West. And then also Denver's undefeated record in Jokic's triple doubles. Like, there's, there's a... How can you say it's stat padding when they literally never lose during those That's moments? And I think I think we've joked, you know, at the end of a game, will Jokic from alone pad? Sure. But for four quarters, is that ever his approach? No. And so, it, yeah. the difference is it the question is offensive to those yeah. who have really I can't believe you guys think they stat padded that assist still. Oh, they definitely did. Oh, they definitely did. did. The oh, one assist in the did. one game they did, for they sure. They didn't. Um, it was a 10-point game. <laughs> it was a 10-point game, but with a minute Yoke, 30 Yoke left. took zero shots in the fourth quarter. He did get like four assists. Quick time matter. That's erroneous. Uh, either way. <laughs> I'm either not way. with that Here's, take You guys want to know a funny one that I saw? <laughs> a funny one that I saw was, has Jokic ever had a good game against Giannis? And I wanted to jump out. I saw this take from like somebody on the timeline. I'm thinking, was he it Richard Jefferson? The fastest triple double in the history of basketball against Giannis and the <laughs> and the Bucks. They also, if you remember the seven, they beat the Bucks on the second night of a back to back during the same stretch. That's a good match. It's actually for the Nuggets. Jokic, yeah. Yeah. Jokic has actually had lots of big games against Giannis. And by the way, I know nobody watches or knows about international basketball, but we were there at Stark Arena. Oh. That was very much a mano imano matchup between. NBA player, NBA player. Nobody else had NBA players no. out there. There's a bunch of role players. They were guarding game, each other. Guarding each other. Very much came down to that. And Jokic dominated down the stretch of that game. They both had good games. They both had great games. Giannis is but awesome. But Jokic dominated down the stretch of it. So anyway, Jokic's best games have been against the Bucs. Or has had a lot of good games against the Bucs. So I think it's a, a wild one. <laughs> you know what, man? You know what? This is fun for me. We've had so much else to talk about this year for the first time in forever. Yeah. That Jokic is almost like... He's the constant. He's mm -hmm. the assumed, the given. He's the most <laughs> consistent player in the NBA. This exercise has been fun for me to like, no, let's pick out the moments. Let's. Yeah. You guys want a reminder? Let's remind ourselves what we're, who we're talking about. People also forget that even against the Lakers, where he was mysteriously in foul trouble the entire series. Well, <laughs> Yoke's never fouled out of a game. He was in foul trouble every goddamn game of that Lakers series. But uh, Mysteriously. Mysteriously. But people also forget that the Anthony Davis shot was in response to Jokic's what should have been a game winner. Oh. Thanks, that's the thing that's right. so painful. Right. Right. Mason Plumley just Mason, I want to leave the bubble. <laughs> Mason's protest of the bubble ended up costing Jokic that sweet moment. All right, let's take one last. Or let's take another break. On the other side, I'm going to get to some of the other questions, including the next one up: Michael Porter Jr. What level can he get to this year? Guys, check out Illegal Pete's. They've got 12 locations across Colorado and Arizona. Happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Burritos, bowls, nachos, quesadillas, beer, margs. They have an iconic house margarita. Some say it's the strongest margarita here in Denver. Uh, but have you elevated your taste next level yet? Mix things up and try out a coin style or premium margarita at Illegal Pete's. They've got a bar, I think, in every location. Um, great spot to hang out. Great spot to drink and eat. Check out Illegal Pete's 12 locations across Colorado and Arizona. Happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. 
every single day. Uh, also, game time. <laughs> game time. If you ever want to sit uh, courtside at a Nuggets game. I do. You can get those tickets with game time. You can get a great deal on them, too, with those le- uh, great last-minute price drops. If you love us here at DNVR, you'll love game time. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app. you got to get game time through our link in the description. Make sure you're using that link. Grab your tickets, concerts, shows, sporting events, whatever you need. Game time has you covered. Um, somebody asked in the comments, Adam, what is that game, those tickets behind you? What is that? What game is that too? As if it was a very special one. I didn't know either. Right here. If you zoom in on me, Kale, you could see there's uh, tickets as part of our set, right? Oops. Right. Yeah. There it is. Um, that was, disappointingly, a game from January 6, 2020, where the Nuggets beat the Rockets 117 to 110. Um, Why are it? they there? And... Uh, Jokic's stat line, 24, 12, and 11. He did get a triple-double. He did get a triple-double. tickets there. Did, if I told you guys Jokic had 24, 12, and 11, that's like slightly that's a, above that's average, a, right? I mean, yeah, because average 50, is 50, a triple-double. Like an A- in grades. Average is a triple-double on 63% shooting. Yeah, he was, nope, he was 9 so, of 18 in this game. You know, kind of a, not that below average. game. Jeremy Grant was the leading scorer of 25. What a well, weird could have been. Tory Craig, Will Barton, Gary Harris. That's your starters. No Jamal that game. God, a lifetime ago. A lifetime ago. All right, Kale, next question here. Is there another level for MPJ? Oh, let's This one is great. Go. So we, Vote, you were cooking in the chat last night as we were recounting Michael Porter's playoff moments. Yeah, he, uh, he hit a whole bunch of threes in the first half against Portland. I remember a dagger against Portland, and this is still... You know, young Porter we're talking about, not quite as seasoned as he is uh, today. I remember him taking what seemed like a sure ill-advised shot against the Clippers until it's one of the shots that ruined them. Do you know what that that was? Yeah, Mike. That was the original yeah, Mike. I heard someone, t- I heard something. <laughs> something told something me to told shoot Something told me it. to shoot. Something. Mike a told me. Legitimate yeah. bad Yourself, shot. bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what his a first quote. His That was his first playoffs, and then, you know, his second was, series. Was but. that before or after he basically said, I need to get more shots? That's right. It actually was. He's right. He was um, right. Yeah. So No, he actually was right. Yeah. He was yeah. right. Uh, big time in that Yoke series. Yoke is like, what the hell are you doing? He's I like, remember, I'm winning the series. <laughs> I remember the dunk over Montrez yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Look, man, he's he's has a lot to prove. A lot of Wait, questions to answer. You missed the Portland one. I talked about it. Oh, a you bunch did? of threes in the first it? half, and he, and he hit that dagger. But Oof. this is a guy that already has playoffs. How many moments. points in the playoffs in the first quarter was it? 21, oh, I think. That, that sounds about right. I think right. it was a 21 true, That points. was our first real Porter a, quarter. A true Porter the quarter true that came quarter. in the playoffs. So, look, I think right now he's a more confident and healthier player around the rim. I think he has a better understanding of how to play within the flow of the other four fellas. I think defensively, he's harder to play right off the floor. We'll see. We'll see in the playoffs. Right. But this is a guy who, prior to maturity, prior to knowing what he was doing on the floor, was contributing in the playoffs. I am very excited to see, between now and then and then, what this MPJ can do, if he can improve, and what he can contribute on that stage. Yeah, man. MPJ... His growth and just buy-in this year, it's its one of the coolest stories of this season. No doubt, man. Yeah. Um, how he's improved, how he's bought it, how he's fit with the starters, is it's been awesome. And you've got to give him all the credit, man. Like He deserves so much credit for buying in, not trying to do too much, 
being cool with his role. And I mean, yeah, it's it's easy to be cool with your role when you got 160 million in the bank. But um he just deserves all the credit because like one of the big things on this season was like all right, like, you know, is Michael Porter Jr. going to be that guy? And so far this season, we we have everything we need to like know that it's on the table for him to be that right. guy in the playoffs. Right. He's put in the work so far to where that's a possibility. And that's really all you can ask for. I think right now, Michael Porter is like KCP offensively in that they're both great shooters, but they disappear sometimes. And I think that's natural because role players disappear. Sometimes a team will make the adjustment to say, hey, we're sticking close to this guy or we're putting extra emphasis. And guess what? That's a positive for the for the nuggets like if a team overextends on michael porter and he doesn't score that means denver's probably scoring really easy everywhere else and so this happens the thing is michael porter was 22 years old the last time he played in the playoffs wow isn't that wild 22 or is his age 22 season he might have turned and even younger in basketball years and even younger in basketball years but my but yeah. you look at that and you go man it was his second playoffs the last time he played um, and even then was good. And that was a volatile season, if you recall. Like there were moments throughout that season where Porter would get benched and things would happen. He got COVID, I think, a couple or oh, yeah. uh, you know, this or that. So th it was volatile for him. This Didn't has not been a volatile season for him. This has been, I would say, maybe the first non volatile Twice. season. Would you agree? Like Porter has not, there has not been negative moments like that, knock on wood. There have not been negative moments for Porter this year. It's been all positive, all growing. And I just look at it and I go, I am more confident right now than I've ever been that we are going to get Porter quarters. And when Denver gets Porter quarters, they typically win the game. Yeah. But we're going to get Porter quarters, and and we're probably not going to get as much as we just hyped up the good games that he had in good moments. Yeah. He's also had negative ones, and I think that he's going to mitigate those more than ever. There you go. Yeah. I mean, to go back to the question, though, like, is there another level for him to get to? Yeah, for sure. Definitely there's another level for him to get to. I think he's at the perfect level for what the Nuggets need this season. What what he is giving them on average night in night out, like I think that is the perfect medium that the Nuggets need from him this year. There's I do think there's it's not about like bumping up his shots per se so much as where and when I think they can find them without sacrifice without leveraging or, or or you know ruining what Murray and Jokic provide and like teams are going to try to hide some of their weakest defenders on him at times because right. he's it's a corner shooter he might hit that shot either way but we've seen him experiment a little bit he looks better taking the ball to the rim looks better putting yep. the ball on the floor uh, and and one thing i'm curious if he can do without falling in love with it if it's CJ McCollum or Dame Lillard can he just take him into the mid post back right. him down and and get an easy two you know that's one way they can just make it that much harder for a team to look at that five and say we at least know how to match up. When you say that he's at the perfect level, I think I might disagree with you a little bit, Harrison. And part of this is to win a title, everybody has to kind of go up a little level, including him. What Porter gives you right now is he does give you those moments of brilliance. And he has to be opportunistic because they don't play through him. They don't call his number a lot. He kind of just has to fill in. And there's these moments where he gets really, really hot, these Porter quarters, and it pushes Denver's lead up. Usually those those push you up. But they don't. you don't know when they're coming. And I think Porter will have those in the playoffs this year. I feel very confident that there'll just be a game For where sure. you're like, what's going to happen? Who's going to win? It's like, oh, nothing else mattered. Porter had 17 points in the third quarter, and that's why Denver won this game comfortably. 
But I do think that there's another level to him. And I put the tweet out earlier this week of he just was not getting to the rim. And there, I had video evidence that I showed of these clips of him on fast breaks and, and, and off of cuts where he's open and he's not dunking it. And it right. looks like he's trying and he's just not firing it. The, the boosters didn't go up. The elevator didn't go up that high. Lately, he has had that back. And I think that as good as Porter has been, he's, his shooting has dropped off a little bit. Get that back up to that 47, 48% in the playoffs. But then on top of that, just give a little bit more of that off the dribble game at timely spots. Don't overdo it, but just be the threat to, Oh, attack the closeout and dunk, not just laid up, but dunk to me. That actually is more that he can give. And I actually think it's meaningful. I think if he does reach that level, Denver goes to a completely different level as a team. They're already unstoppable. (laughs) Yeah. They're already unstoppable. I put this stat out there. Murray Porter Jokic since Porter came back from the heel injury, one thirty point one offensive rating. Do you guys know how absurd that is? If 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 he can, it's probably the best offense of all time, by leaps and bounds. I mean, the Warriors with with Steph, uh, Clay, and Kevin Durant were a one twenty four offensive rating. Denver's trio is six points per hundred uh, points per hundred possessions higher than that. They just go to another level, and I think he has even more to him. And it's it's he doesn't have to. You know, run pick and rolls or something. It's if guys are gonna, you got to close out so hard, and right. they do. If he can just attack that closeout, yep. doesn't have to reinvent the wheel, get into the rim. Just the space will be there, and I think we're seeing him starting to figure some of that out. The biggest thing, though, is just that he looks healthier, right? And it's it's changed. It's, and he went through a pretty lengthy injury this year too. He sure did. But that's around the rim. Originally, initially, was such a substantial part of Porter's profile as a prospect. And three back surgeries later, you're going to lose something. But he's showing us maybe it's not quite as much as it looked right. three months ago, four months yeah. ago. I just, to me, I think Michael Porter does have a whole other level to him, and it's tough. But I just think that you see it this year. You see it going. And there's a weird thing where, you know, Denver got lost in the first round this last year, right? No Porter. Denver made it to the second round. Yes, they lost against Phoenix, but Porter being there, I just think it's underrated how good they are. Second best, or even when Murray went down, Denver still went like 18-4 and four to close that season, in large part because Porter, Gordon, Jokic is actually a phenomenal trio, just that. And then when you added Murray and KCP, it's a whole yeah. other level. But Porter at his best, athletically, shooting the ball, and then just adding... I'm not saying a whole lot, guys, but right. adding 10% more to his game, just this little bit more ability to get to the rim, I think opens up things for Denver so much. Um, you got another one for us, Kale? All right. How will Reggie Jackson and Thomas Bryant fit in? This one's the really big question, of course, because we haven't seen them. They have barely practiced, and I imagine it's going to take a little bit of time for them to ra- ramp up. But there's so many questions around this. How do they fit in? Who's the odd man out? How do you stagger? Um, let me start with asking you this one. Wind, who is more likely to fit in? Reggie Jackson or Thomas Bryant? Fit in. I mean, that's such a ambiguous term, I feel like. Who's, who's more likely to be a positive impact player for the Denver Nuggets? Thomas Bryant. Just because his role is so easy. Like, he just can dunk it four times a game, and, like, that's a lot more than Denver had at that position before him. But... I feel like Reggie Jackson is going to make a bigger impact, say, in the playoffs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You've been talking to Ish Smith there? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Thomas Bryant's going to play some in the playoffs for sure. I think he could get played off the floor at times, and they could go to Aaron Gordon at backup center. But Reggie Jackson, man, 
you just have a feeling that he's the type of guy that Michael Mullen is going to really trust. And you just have the feeling that Reggie Jackson is going to get minutes and he's going to have responsibility and he's going to be the backup point guard. And um, I just feel like he's going to play. So, I mean, from like an impact standpoint, I think it might be him. But he practiced only once on a half court with water on the floor. <laughs> like, is this going to be a slow? Like, is he going to look bad at first? Yeah, probably. Um, because coming in and, you know, coming in and playing point guard on a new team is a lot tougher than coming in and playing center. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it will probably be a slow buildup. But, um, yeah, I, I would say Reggie for the rest of this season is going to have a bigger impact. Who do you think is going to have a bigger impact? Uh, I would say that if you had to pick one guy to steal a playoff game, I would say Reggie. But right now, at the very least, you can say, well, we'll go back to the Jamal stagger. I think you want a better at the very least for the backup big situation. And so just for these next 20, is it 23 games? 23 games. 23. I would say Thomas Bryant because it's like, Hey man, just go out there and fill the role that you've filled your whole career, and you'll be pro- you'll be providing something this team didn't have already. The guards in general are more volatile in terms of plus minus. Like they have a big stint, they have a bad stint, or whatever. They make shot. It's hard. Like shot variance is bigger for for guards than it is for bigs. I actually think an underrated thing about the Nuggets last year is that Boogie. Very few teams had anybody that could match up with Boogie. Like you want to yeah. go small, but Boogie would break that. I don't know if Thomas Bryant is quite as good inside as that but i am curious to see down the stretch just how many teams are like oh yeah we don't have a backup center we just have been getting (laughs) away with you know this undersized player playing that spot and thomas bryant's like yeah that's too small like come on man right bismack biombo is an example of this who's like a good player but he's like six eight six nine he's not that tall of a guy and i'm just curious if it's like yeah you can't play you can't get away with that you got to get Aiton back on the court because now he's got to guard him and now he's extra tired here so i think that there could be a little bit of that um, another question around this, though, less fun one. Who's the odd man out? And is there an odd man out? It's a big question for the Nuggets going forward. Do you, If we were to say, I don't know if Aaron Gordon's playing tomorrow, but if we were to say, how many players does Denver play in their regular rotation tomorrow? Ten. Yeah, I think I think they're going to go to the ten, if they can. I think they're going to try that. It'd be the smart thing to do. They're, they're going to try that, and if <laughs> Reggie is good enough in that role, like as the point guard, you know, who has a lot of responsibility then I think they'll stick with that. But if you have to get back to a Jamal stagger, then things are very complicated. Like, is Christian Brown out? Right. Well, it's Christian Brown or Vlatko. Yeah. That's who is who is it if it is one, though? Out of those two? Probably Christian Brown. That's a bad thing to me. I think Denver, sure. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Denver has been winning so much when he's been in the rotation. <laughs> you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that would be the choice, Christian Brown or Vlatko. Come and n- neither of those guys have played in the playoffs. Oh, chat pointing out even with the ten man, is Zeke is maybe probably still the odd man. I think Zeke I mean, is out. Zeke, Zeke is, is out. Zeke is out. Yeah. Zeke has gotten Wally pipped by getting injured yeah. the last three years. That's a literal Wally pipping. <laughs> Zeke needs That's to get what to, happens. <laughs> Zeke needs to get to a new situation, man. He just you think not because the Denver's mistreating him or anything. Yeah. Just how it's shaken out. Like the guy needs to get somewhere where he can play, or no, no team is ever going to know who he is or what he is. I think Uncle Jeff is out too, even after his Renaissance last game. <laughs> Classic Renaissance before the break. <laughs> yeah, Michael Malone lists his preferred bench lineup pregame. Jeff, said, Jeff Green goes, "Wait a second, I'm not done. 
Uh, oh, you think that's what happened? No, but <laughs> that would be a great. Hey, that was just the coincidence. Is that the order of operations? I didn't. I might only yeah. think I got this. So he called Vlatko as the guy, and then Jeff went Correct. out and had. He was like, "Yeah, I could months. go with uh, Reggie, Bruce, Christian, Vlatko, Vlatko Thomas." And Jeff says twenty-four. <laughs> like, you guys forget about Uncle Jeff. Twenty-four. I love that. I mean, that's definitely not how it happened. So on a scale of one to right. ten, how shocked would you be if uh, they go with a ten-man rotation, but it's Jeff instead of Vlatko? Just because of that one game, <laughs> I'd be pretty shocked. I'd be more upset than shocked. Yeah, well, there you go. Shocked right. maybe is the wrong word. Surprised. All right, we got a mini last break before we quick hit these last two uh, topics. Uh, pins and aces, guys. The official golf apparel partner of DNVR. Look, if you're wearing pins and aces gear, you're going to get compliments on and off the course. They got polos hats they've got all the accessories you need they've got the beer sleeve go to pinsandaces.com use the code dnvr get 15 percent off your first order and get free shipping that's pinsandaces.com someone said do we need the duno meter for jeff it's <laughs> <laughs> a bit it's a bit rough that is that's rough, a bit rough. um funny quick DraftKings pick of the week you got one for us nuggets minus two tomorrow or plus two i'm taking the money line tomorrow Plus 110. If Aaron Gordon doesn't play, that's fine. Jamal Murray's going for 40. He did have last time he played. At the last time he played in Cleveland, he what had 50 is, points. What is the name of their thing? It's a Rocket Mortgage Arena or It's something? some mortgage loan. Rocket. Thing. Well, I think it's Dan Gilbert. Some company Rocket, that's just ripping off everybody. Rocket Money uh, Arena or Fieldhouse. All right, so you're taking the money line for the yes. pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week. Nuggets money line tomorrow. Um, all right, last segment here, and we got to kind of fly through here to get make sure we get done. What do we got, Kel? How will the Nuggets handle the end of the season if they secure first place in the West? We asked this the last time about whether or not they will gun, but here's the real scenario that I think Denver's going to find themselves in. I think with three or four games to go, they're going to have 55 wins. 54-55. Striking distance of the all-time best record in Denver Nuggets franchise oh, history and striking distance to the number one overall seed – but no need out west to push for it. There, mm, there might be no need, Adam, in the coach's seat, in the Kirk chair. If there were, I don't know, say, maybe not a certain coach on social media tweeting about the one team that set the record for wins constantly. Oh, you think Malone's going to be gunning for what George the current Carl's? Denver Nuggets do wrong. <laughs> wow. Do better. And I'm just saying, if it's one more win. That's no, hilarious. If it's one more win. So if Denver, like... What if they don't have a chance at the number one overall, but they do have a chance at 58 wins? I don't think those two things can happen. I think if you're sure. getting 58 but, votes. But give me the thought experiment. They're going for it. They think they're going for it? George Carl has really made himself the face of the Nuggets on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have noticed That's this. I have noticed that. Yeah, yeah it, it, he, had the, he had the yeah. uncomfortable Trey Young Jokic league. Like, is it a Trey Young league or a Jokic league? Like, you decide. Very uncomfortable. I'm telling you, in a way that if the Nuggets lose, people are going to be going after George Carl. <laughs> He's somehow going to be like the one that takes the brunt of He this. wants to smoke. Oh, man. Like, obviously, they need to prioritize health. Obviously. But I just have this. I have this fantasy in my mind. Oh, wow. Everything going just the perfect timeline this year where, you know, Jokic gets another MVP. Nuggets 58. win the championship. The Nuggets setting their franchise wins mark would be. By one game. Yeah. Doesn't matter by how many, but that would be a nice little chapter in uh in my fantasy. <laughs> to end the season, they've got at Phoenix, at Utah, and versus Sacramento. Now here's a real question. 
that at Utah game, there's a chance that that could be the difference between the Lakers making the play-in or not. At that point, you have to pick between. You can eliminate the Lakers from the play-in, or you can win 58 games. Dude, bring on the fucking Lakers. <laughs> right. Give me the Lakers. <laughs> All right. Get out of here with that. Uh, I, I still would lose to the Utah. Give me the Lakers. I, I still think there'd be something satisfying about <laughs> bumping them out and having them be so mad. Why did you guys rest? Because it was hilarious. Suck uh, one. All right, what funny. do we got? Last one. All right, which teams give Denver problems? Let's go. All right, so I made a list here in order, and I'm curious what you guys think. I think the toughest team for Nuggets to play in the playoffs this year is the Phoenix Suns. Easily. Is it because of Kevin Durant? I think it's more just because of pick and roll. Honestly, it's not because of Kevin Durant. It's more because of pick and roll. They have two guys that could put Jokic in the pick and roll. By the way, I like Denver's chances against Phoenix. I I mean, look, they're going to be tough. Of course they're going to be tough, but I don't think they can guard Denver. I'd be shocked if Denver struggled to score in that series. And if you they're not gonna start and if you just have to find ways to get stops, and obviously that's tough, but I think it's Phoenix. We all agree. Number yes. two, I think, is the Warriors. I still think a fully healthy Warriors team. Are we just has, talking West? For yeah, now? West. Okay. Um, to me, number two is Warriors. Yeah, probably, probably, but I would still feel pretty confident in a Warriors matchup. Where is the line to you to where you're like they just better not lose to that team? Meaning. It would be just like such an upset, because to me, if Phoenix beat them, yeah. most people wouldn't consider that an upset. But so like okay, and the Warriors to me, I'm like fifty fifty. I can't tell. The line is Phoenix. I think Phoenix so too. would not be an upset. They got to beat the Warriors in a series, though. The Warriors have been a they've, they've been, been hurt. as mid of a team as they could be the entire season. Not when they're healthy, though. When they're healthy, yeah. they've been great. I mean, they have the number one starting five in the NBA. Great. Better than Denver's, statistically. Yeah, but still. I mean, Denver's is incredible, so that's a big deal. You do... They do... It's tough, man. We are very deep into the season for them to be where they are in the standings. They should beat the Warriors. Full stop. I have after them, I actually have Grizzlies. And I don't know that... I mean, look, all these games you can lose, but Grizzlies can defend. That's the one thing. And then Jaws fast, and Denver struggles with fast. I still think Denver should win, but I had them third. Yeah. I agree. Those games are always a slog. Even as Memphis has moved away from grit and grind, it just has always felt like Denver like gets caught in the molasses. Here's where it gets a little crazy. I have Mavericks four. Spread pick and roll five out. I still think Denver dominates them. I don't think they can guard Denver. But Denver, that's the one thing Denver's worst at guarding. And Luka's good, man. Luka beat the Suns last year, man, single-handedly. Totally. Totally. And the Nuggets only have one guy who can guard Luka. Yeah. Aaron Gordon. That's it. Nobody else has a chance. Denver should beat them. So. There's, still, a healthy, yeah. there's a healthy Pelicans team I start to think about here in this slot. Man, they're just, way down for me. But just because of like... A healthy know. Pelicans team? Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like saying... <laughs> have we, we ever seen that? A plane in the water, right? Yeah. It doesn't I got Lakers after Mavs. I just think the Lakers are a tough matchup if you get LeBron into the playoffs. Yoke's going to be in foul trouble. It's just going to happen. Thunder? Uh, they're down the list for me, too. So really? Then, then I go Clipper. I'll just give you my <laughs> list because we got to get out of here. After that, I have Clippers, who are by far more talented than half the teams we just went through, but I just like how Denver matches up with them. Uh, Then I have the Pelicans, who I agree, they have length, and they at least present some issues. And then you get to the teams where I'd be like, if Denver loses to these teams, like we got to all like put on the clown costume. And that is the Kings. Denver should beat the Kings. You got to beat that team. They're just the B version of Denver. Blazers, like, come on, man. You should crush that team. In five. The Thunder... To me, are now we're getting down to the two that I think are the easiest. The Thunder are good, but like in a playoff series, you're going to overload on Shea. 
they're not going to beat you with guys not named Shea. They're only going to beat with <laughs> Shea, and like I think you take that away. That is true. Even though they have a smart coach and they have a good defensive, but scheme. they do play their ace card every night. It's just yeah, Shea, yeah, exactly. Shea drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the Utah Jazz to me are the easiest team that if Denver matched up with them, Denver might get a sweep. Yeah, no doubt. That's the order I went. I mean, I'm only really scared of. Oh, I didn't have Timberwolves in here. They'd probably be one and a half teams. And I go back and forth on the Warriors every day. Yeah, but I'm with you though. It. I look at this and I'm like, Denver, make you, us proud. You forgot over Minnesota. Is who I said, out. I just said Timberwolves would be between Pelicans and Kings. I think they're harder than the Kings for Denver. All right, we got a yeah. super chat. Off day super chat. Honestly, I think enough people acknowledge Jokic's greatness that the number of TV hits about how he's overrated is actually a testament to his superstardom. See narratives in LeBron's prime. <laughs> Man, yes and no. I mean, part of this is people have to realize that there is no like happy, like, oh, everybody has unanimously agreed that Jokic is what we say he is, that it's never going to happen. But it is there's a difference between the Jokic discourse and the like LeBron discourse. There's just a difference. There's a big difference. Yes, but I, I actually a large part of me agrees. That like Nick Wright was ahead of the curve in being, but the, this is the difference. The what does they the say though? MVP. But here, what do they say? You always build a player up to tear him down. The Yoke didn't get the build up part. Well, no, I <laughs> That's agree. That's the point. That's the difference. By the way, I, sitting there in your FS1 studio and taking shots at the Denver Nuggets, like is like this the lame? Big, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't respect it, but right. I, I, I do think that it part of it is is actually him un understanding how good he is. Yeah. Um, by the way, the LeBron stuff, nobody was like, LeBron's not actually good, this or that. They thought like he could They were win. like, he doesn't have the yeah. clutch gene. It's like different. The, the Jokic is like, we're not even sure he's good. Is he just Edis Cantor? He's just a modern day Edis Cantor, man. Like, no, right. it's like come on, yeah. man. Um, all right. That's Clint Capella in the playoffs. That's a real take that gets thrown around. That's yeah. a real thing. Nobody's yeah. been like, I mean, LeBron's good, but I would rather have, like, yeah, like right, uh, Dante Jones is like a better, better player. You've outlined the difference. All right. Um, uh, one buzzer beater came in. All right, buzzer beater, get us out. Pablo. What is this currency we got? CLPs? The brightest we got 5,000 CLPs. Wow, dude, we're rich. The Nuggets face the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. This is the brightest timeline. And MPJ turns into a monster defensively and becomes the KD stopper, winning us the series. Bro, if that happens, <laughs> the KD <stopper>. Pablo. <laughs> yeah. You'll Drinks never on get me, man. Then I'm gonna, we're, we'll have You'll so many CLPs we'll be throwing around at the DNVR bar. Uh, everybody, thanks for watching. Tomorrow, guess what? We made it through the long winter. Tomorrow, we are back. Nuggets are back, taking on the Cavs. I can't wait for it. We'll see you then.